Welcome back, everyone. We are live for another edition of our weekly Friday market update of what is going on in the general economy, what is going on, and how does that impact what is happening in the Bay Area. Of course, this is a live show, so if you have any questions, feel free to tune in live or leave in the comments below. This is posted and streamed on all social media channels, including my YouTube channel. We got a lot to cover today. Zillow just mentioned Bay Area Homes values fall faster than the rest of the United States. Very interesting. U.S. home values fell for the first time since 2012, Zillow says. Sellers are receiving fewer bids and offering buyers more concessions. We see that happening across the board. I'll give you some stories. So fun news. Bay Area City is rated as what? Happiest city in the U.S.? Which city is this in the Bay Area? And a couple other things, some big corporate moves that are continuing to happen, whether it's housing and or companies deciding to make changes with their corporate office space. We're going to go over all of that right now. First, headline article of the week, Zillow, Bay Area home values fall faster than rest of the U.S. Typical price drops 4.5% in Metro San Jose, 2.8% in Metro San Francisco. As rising mortgages chill the U.S. housing market, a typical single-family home fell 4.5% from June to July to $1.56 million. And I've been saying this for weeks after weeks when you saw the market update reports. I'll, I'll be coming up with my next uh, market update of August because it will be interesting for you to see what has actually happened in August and how would that look as we get through Labor Day. I'll be posting that likely over the next one or two weeks. But that is pretty fair and is pretty expected too because let's think about this if you had fed the federal fund increase their rates what did it do in general when the fed fund increases their rates typically the 10-year treasury yield also gets adjusted accordingly and so then all assets have to get reassessed relative to the risk and relative to what the rates are so everything gets impacted then right tech companies valuations get impacted some tech companies can't thrive in that environment anymore. And so the, the investors have to also slash valuations. And remember, a lot of these uh, companies aren't making any money, or at least a lot of those high growth ones. So they have to cut a lot of people, they have to slow down marketing, everything has to be drawn back in. And the valuation is certainly slashed in many by half, if not more. And so that's a cascading effect, and that's an impact that happens across uh, the Bay Area because we are so heavy into tech and biotech. And because of that, then our issues uh, our, our and the bonus income gets affected. Now, the salary actually hasn't been impacted too much because the job market is still very strong. But the uh, extra money people may have because of their stock portfolio has been impacted. And that also prevents uh, that causes a mental shift, too. Now, yes, when rates increase, that's the same impact that has when it comes to then when it comes to. Uh, affordability, so people's people's uh, monthly amount is higher. But the Bay Area, the affordability is a little bit of a trickier thing. It's not so much the affordability for most of you guys listening. It's actually more about just what you're comfortable and what your now new monthly payments would be. You can still technically buy it. I bet you that if you got it pre-approved, you'll you'll get a number higher than you thought you can be at. You may not be comfortable with it, but I bet you you could. And so those are all impacts of just what happens when rate increases. Now, because the Bay Area is much more tied to tech, which is a good and bad thing, depending on how you want, depending on where you are at different times of the year, I guess, 
then it impacts people because then people have less liquidity up from their stocks. They have less confidence. And that's why prices fall more. They've also increased more during the good times. So to be fair, it's all relative to percentage basis, right? So like Santa Clara County, for example, yes, it fell 4.5% from June and July to 1.56 million. At the same time, it increased some of the highest relative to the other uh, counties in the Bay Area. So those are all always things that you have to remember and uh, consider. But this is not unexpected. Now, this is going to be a little bit counterintuitive. Uh, my guess is that the August figure, because remember, this is from June to July. It seems like the July to August figures are probably going to be another decline. It may be a pretty decent decline, too. but my guess is that as we come through and people have already returned back from vacation, people are seeing that the markets are a little bit more stabilized, that the September figures may look actually quite a bit better. You may start seeing a flattening, if not an increase. I see that happening already with homes that I'm making offers on. So that's kind of a little bit quick tip of that's why you, yes, you look at what has happened. This is all old news, right? Remember this, those July figures are homes that have been in contract in June. It takes 30 days to close typically. So those are those are actually June figures. If you think about it. those are June transactions if it closed in July. So August will be July transactions. And certainly right now we're in the end of August, which means all of these won't be revealed publicly until the end of September. So just keep that in mind as you understand this market and understand what things are, because we've had a pretty big decline already, 10 to 15 percent. And so it's a it's been a, a, a good change for people to be able to enter in the market again because they also understand that. Uh, that's the rent prices have continued to increase pretty drastically as people have given up. So it's still a good time for those individuals, but it's important to be mindful and understand like, what are the opportunities in this market. Next, U.S. home values across. Right. So we're not just the only ones. U.S. home values fell for the first time since 2012. The sellers and buyers are facing a very different housing market to 2020. Of course, we're in a very different time. Now, we're not in anything like 2008. So people always like to draw to the most recent housing correction. Or nothing like that, because if you look at it, the job situation is very strong. At the same time, the lending requirements are a lot tighter than it was in 2008. So the, 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 the impact of a decline isn't the same. It's Yes, it's cooling down. People still need to make their moves, and you're going to have, have this continue to go on. But unless there is significantly more foreclosures, which is for people that can't make payments, uh, or there are massive unemployment, then those are the things that uh, would certainly be impactful when it comes to this. But it's nothing like that, but it still has been declining. And you should see this across the board. You know, I, I'm, I'm not in the belief, and I don't believe from the other realtors that say, look, this is, this is not going to happen. I think it's certainly going to happen. The question is, where does it start flattening? And when is it the right opportunity for yourself? Because you still want to have a, a, a bit, you want to have a perspective of things. The perspective of things and the reality of things is that over a long period, we still have a housing problem. I mean, think about how many millennials out there. You may be a millennial watching this, or you may know somebody, some people that are. You are all either in a, in a smaller home that you need a larger home because a lot of people have kids, or you're, you're trying to go away from the renting space into the home ownership space. That's not going to change. Now, the timing of it may change. It may be right now, it may be a year, it may be two years, it may be four years, but it's going to happen. But how much more housing is being built? 
Just look for yourself. Housing confidence for new construction is all-time lows. They're not going to build anymore. They're going to stop everything. So there's going to be a massive gap too. So not only do we have a massive housing shortage, we also have even a bigger problem where they all have given up to stop building for the next couple of years. And so the timing is going to be there. Now, whether it's immediate, that's your choice. Do you want to take advantage of it now and just ride it through the next couple of years? Or do you want to do it later? But the reality from a macro level, as you can see, is still a problem. And it's a problem, quite frankly, for most of the country. But especially it's a problem in areas that people want to be in. Right? This These housing issues are are issues of core and good areas. So that's certainly um, that's certainly that's certainly a, a thing to be mindful of. Michael, thank you for tuning in. What are some good areas you recommend move up buyers to look into? Currently in Fremont right now. Michael, please reach out to me directly. We're happy to go over conversations. But as a macro, it just depends on the individual. Right? The Bay Area as a high level is very, very simple. The jobs are still in the same area. You can talk whatever you want about flexibility of work, which is true. But the corporate campuses tend to still be in the same areas. And where are they? They're in the peninsula and in Santa Clara County. And so that's why prices are the most expensive in that area. That's why they will likely continue to be that way unless they all close shop, which they're not. So that's something to be mindful of. And at the end of the day, it all depends on budget, right? It absolutely depends on budget. Like I have another client we spoke yesterday. His budget is 2.5 to 3 million. Those could be certain specific areas that will be suitable for them. At the same time, there'll be areas that are not going to be suitable for them because someone at that range isn't going to look at $1.5 million houses. They're also not going to be able to afford every area, right? You're not going to be able to afford Palo Alto if you still want a four-bedroom place. It's too low. So the idea is, is not necessarily good ideas based off of just where you want to move up. It has to be more specific. Yes, move up, very common. What is the price range? And what else is important? Do schools matter? If it's from there, then you start to narrow narrow down very easily and very quickly where you should be looking. So the search is actually for most people a whole lot easier than you may think. Now, just like my client that had that conversation, they've only lived in one area for a long time. So they didn't live in a lot of other places. So this is where it's the good opportunity to be like, oh, I didn't know I can go to Los Gatos. I didn't know I could go to Cambrian. I was looking at Evergreen. I was looking at Mission San Jose in Fremont. I was considering Milpitas, right? Uh, I was considering San Carlos and Belmont. Now, that's a different thing. Now, that's an understanding and get to experience what you think of those neighborhoods. They're all very excellent neighborhoods, but you may have a preference, right? San Carlos, Belmont, a lot more homes in the hills. Some people may or may not like that atmosphere. Harder to have guests over because you know, there's much less public parking, right, if you're in the hills. But you get the peacefulness. You get the views. So every area will have pros and cons, but the key is first, you got to, and this is where we can have a private conversation. So send me a message, um, send me a message, and we can certainly talk about that because it's all about prices. And then we understand, okay, these are the areas that would work with, um, with that in mind. And then you just focus on those areas and start to understand it. So that's what's happening with the bait, with the general market itself. So nothing too, uh, too surprising here. It's just not just the Bay Area, it's happening across the country. Some areas are impacted more than others. Some areas also will likely recover faster than others. I see some potentially happening in the Bay Area much sooner than people may think. But we will see, of course, over time. Next, Bay Area is rated as happy. Bay Area City is rated as happiest city in the U.S. I thought nobody wants to be in America or be in California. But why is this? New study. Where is this city? 
The company has sponsored House Fresh, improve the air quality in their homes. That's an interesting site. Company has sponsored a study to find out what's the jolliest city in the 50 states. And the top prize goes to, well, a city in the 50 states. That's right, Concord. Concord, Concord, Concord. That is interesting. Um, Concord, why are you Concord? It's related to happiness. So that's a certainly interesting uh, order. Look at these other places. Some of these other places are quite, quite good too. Provo, Utah, Knoxville, Tennessee, Charleston, South Carolina, Mesa, Arizona. I've heard of many of these. I haven't, there's some place, some of these places I would love to go to, but these are all very great places. Now, Concord, and that's the thing that people fail to understand. The Bay Area is very large, and as people have flexibility of work, people have elected to go a little bit further out. And places like Concord, Walnut Creek, they are pretty underrated for most people here because most people are not familiar with those areas. And you can get a home for a whole lot less out there too. You get a pretty sizable home, pretty sizable home, and you still have everything that you would need, whether it's a Whole Foods, all the proper grocery stores, plenty of restaurants. Those are all viable options. So congrats to Concord. It looks like they took over the Fremont spot. I think Fremont was maybe last year when they got raided. So pretty funny news uh, and, and good news for Concord. And uh, for anyone in Concord, anyone that knows someone in Concord, leave in the comments below. Share with me. Is that true? What's so good about Concord, in your opinion? Is it a secret that now has been out? Leave it in the comments below. Next, several hundred homes planned near BART station in Fremont. Transit-oriented project projects next to East Bay BART stop might each add hundreds of homes. So this development is going to continue to happen. So if you understand the, the district there, the district will be, this is the Warm Springs one, right? very, very close to the Tesla factory. Um, in the Fremont Tesla factory. Now, the Fremont Tesla factory is at capacity. They're pumping, they're like the most productive factory in the world in terms of car production. And there is a lot of space nearby. And there's many companies that will be continuing to build there. And there'll be this will be a multiple, multiple project uh, because there's so much land out there. There are Lenar, which I'm not a fan of, to be fair. Uh, but Lenar has like at least three more giant lots. And this is not even a Lenar building there. There's just so much. You have Toll Brothers that have continued to build out there. They still have some being sold, which is Metro West. And so you have a lot of uh, pieces of land there. So if one was waiting or wanting new construction, that area is a viable option. I helped uh, three clients buy Metro West and they all closed, uh, I think, this, this last week or over the next one or two weeks. So those are great townhomes to consider by Toll Brothers which is an excellent builder. And then you also have just a lot of land projects that will continue to be developed uh, around this area. And why is that? So what happens around uh, barge stations or any public transits is the density of parking is less. You don't need as much parking space. And so, and you can also build it more dense in terms of like apartments and things like that. And so that's why you'll continue to see around the barge station has always been like that. You will also see these rules and requirements when it comes to around Caltrain stations, which is along the Peninsula side. You're going to see a lot of these developments continue to happen. Now, to be fair, they're going to be apartments, they're going to be condos, um, they're going to be some townhomes, but mostly apartments and condos. And but there will be a lot of units that will continue to spring up in these areas, and they'll be building like commercial spots around it. There'll be some mixed use space. Um, so that is not going to be uh, uncommon to see as time goes on. So that's just something to be mindful of. But in Fremont, they're going to continue to be building. Job boom. Wait, I thought things were not good. No, as, as I mentioned, it just depends on the areas. 
South Bay leads big Bay Area employment gains in July. So Santa Clara County has continued to do well. 7,000 jobs that were added uh, in July. San Mateo, San Francisco area, total of 6,700. East Bay increase of 4,500. This is continuing to happen. It's still being very strong out here. Statewide unemployment rates uh, in July improved to 3.9%, a record low for the jobless figure. So things are still continuing to do very well. Um, yeah, things are continuing to do very well. So for those that are unfortunately affected by um, maybe layoffs, there's always other opportunities out there. Potentially think about this as a maybe a career shift or look at these other opportunities there. So take a look at this. The Bay Area has added 11,000 tech jobs in July. People don't understand like how much this, how many, how many jobs this is being created. You know, we look at these other markets. Uh, I love to pick on these other markets uh, that's, that boast of all these tech jobs that are moving there. The reality is it's like a very, very tiny, tiny number. And so the reality is, as you can see, it's still a major, major opportunity to be in the Bay Area, major opportunity for growth major opportunity for higher incomes. So those are still happening across the board. So that is always good news to see. Next, we're gonna talk about some unfortunate news and some of them have been pretty big players for a long time. San Francisco-based Lyft to put 250,000 square feet of its headquarters up for lease. They're gonna to plan to cut their headquarters square footage by more than or half by 2023. And these are continue to happen in the San Francisco area. You don't see these kind of moves happening in uh, the South Bay or in the peninsula, do you? It's all in San Francisco. So it's very, very sad, very disappointing because it just continues to impact like the local scene out there. And these were very big employers and big players pre-COVID. You look at Lyft, you look at Salesforce, you look at um, Uber, you look at Twitter, you look at Square. Right. You have all these players that were just big, big uh, uh, tenants, and now they're just putting up for lease. And this is sublease. Um, they're subleasing that space. So that is uh, very disappointing to hear. And it, but it's unfortunate that it continues to happen in San Francisco. The other news, Autodesk finalizes exit from Marin County after 40 years. So Autodesk has two offices. They have an office, their headquarters in San Rafael, that area. Uh, which most people didn't even know about because it's such a unique place uh, to be. I've been to that office a few times, many, many years ago. Very cool office, but very remote. It's it's always wild how they even brought in people uh, to that office because it was just an odd place to be. It's like They're like the only tech company out there. And so it was very odd of how they chose that, that spot. I think there was some history of it, but I don't recall. They also had a, a decent sized space in San Francisco. Um for overflow but also for people that want to be in but either way they're closing down that office they're finalizing the exit they've been there for 40 years super wild marin county it's not many million counties so it's, i don't know which companies are really left um like this individual i think they do the commercial space for newmark confident someone will come in and take the off auto dust space as we've seen before i'd be surprised i don't know who would be out there um Lucasfilm left Marin for San Francisco. San Rafael was mostly occupied within eight, 18 months. Yeah, I don't know who would go out there. I don't know which player would go out there right now. So there, there hasn't been any new entrants at all. And it's just from a talent perspective, I'm not sure who would um, who would be doing that. So very interesting news. And the last but not least, 
I got to always talk about these because this is so important for individuals to understand how are they running these business models? And this is happening across a lot of companies. And you're going to see a lot of turmoil with a lot of these discount players. Take a look at this. They already shut down already. And they just raised a they raised a hundred million dollars company, really. You may have seen a few of them, especially in the Bay Area. I've seen all these like ads and stuff like that. Their, their ads are everywhere. They raised a hundred million dollars one year ago, and they have to shut down. Like, how are in the world are these people spending their money? Right? A lot of their these programs are discount programs. So these are discount agents. So let me just kind of give you a background about how these how these players work. And so you don't get deceived about how this game works as from a real estate perspective. So there's many of these companies, and this is not going to be the last of them, to be fair. There's going to be more that will come in over time. It probably won't come in for a long while. Uh, next over a couple of years as, as um, you know, things have to kind of reset. And this is why it's such a good thing for higher interest rates because it weeds out all these like, like, look at this, $100 million and it's gone in a year? Like, how in the world did you spend all this? And so think about this. There's a lot of these companies that say they're all about tech, all about tech. We're going to make tech into the real estate industry. Um, it's going to change the world. We're going to replace all agents. Agents are useless because, look, real estate can be so simplified and easy. So then you have these players like Really and there's many others. I'm not going to name them just yet, but you're going to see some other defaults coming up very soon. I, I My guess is within the year, you're going to see lots of defaults of these other similar type of players. And so how do these business models typically work? A lot of these business models are actually fairly simple. It's not an overly complicated thing. They claim they have tech, so they can have a higher valuation of their company. That's how it is. That's the game. You can have a higher valuation of the company so that you don't have to worry about profits as much, right? Versus a, a traditional company that really has to worry about profits. And so what happens then is what do they do? They hire a bunch of people. They'll, they'll, they'll maybe run some AI, some, some, some different things like that, which are going to be completely useless in this example. But they still have the same fundamental thing. If you're in real estate, you're you got to process transactions to make money. How else are you making money in real estate then? Right? It's transactions. So what do these players typically do? What they typically do is this: they will hire people. They'll hire people and they pay them a salary. So they'll pay realtors and agents a salary. So they'll do that. And what is the problem of that? This is a, an ongoing battle, and it continues to happen. The problem of that is. Which good realtors, whether they're new agents and they do a few transactions with that company or they're just decent agents altogether, would want to stick with those platforms because there is just a salary based, right? Anybody decent can make more in a, in a couple of transactions. So why would they want to stay in this company? So it's an inherent challenge of talent. You can't pay them too much because your model is you need to have a fixed cost model. So they have this problem, right? It's, in, it's, it's a problem that happens over and over again. But then how in the world do you lose $100 million in a year? Like, if you if I told you to throw lavish parties every week, would you even burn that kind of money? I mean, probably not. Like, it's, it's ludicrous. And so what do they do? They flood the market. They flood the market with marketing and advertising. So their ad spend is crazy. So they're, they have a talent situation, which is on payroll. So they have to bring in people on payroll that way to process transactions as fast as possible. That's their revenue side. But they still got to get people to even know about this company, which is a very expensive model, especially when that's your game of being maybe a discount broker or being a discount agent. And so that's what happens. 
right? Is this went crazy on marketing? My guess of marketing advertising expense is just through the roof. Because how in the world do you burn a hundred million in a year? And so there's got to be sp spamming basically of ads, of billboards, of just these different, uh, where, however you can spend the money. And then eventually it catches up, right? This model doesn't work. This strip just doesn't work, right? There's, there's a few of these platforms that end up surviving, but they grew it more organically. But they also were lucky to have the time to grow organically because some of them have been very old players. But the new people that are trying to compete in this market, it's very, very difficult. So when you think about these new, quote unquote, new, it's not even new. It's the same thing, just with a new lipstick on it. These are the inherent challenges. So be very careful when you're working with these people at these companies, because you're it, unless you think of real estate as a pure transaction and there's no value to the agent and there's no value to the relationship and the skill, your agent may no longer be there or that company may no longer be there after you've made your purchase. Versus what I do is very different. I'm going to be around for a, a long while. And so we're just going to continue to help our clients, help new people, share all this education. I mean, this is very obvious. Like how in the world is mind blowing, just straight up mind blowing. $100 million round one year ago, and they shut down. They couldn't even cut costs to survive. That's how wild it is. Many companies are cutting costs to like survive. They're, that probably means their business model couldn't have even survived, right? That's that's all that means. Like the math did it just didn't even work. Like even if you cut 30% of staff, it wouldn't work. Why is that? You can't cut staff in this model, right? They're, you can cut marketing, but then the marketing won't be able to feed into their to their solid employees. So it's just a the whole model just didn't work. It was purely almost uh, a scheme to just try to get the next set of investors to get in. Just keep adding and burning money until you can somehow go public or get acquired. But um, that model just didn't work. And so hence, uh, they're gone. Keep in mind, they only had 140 people. Not many people. But either way, that was my little rant of the day. But I, I wanted to bring these up because at the end of the day, you have these players going to raise a ton of money and there'll be many that keep raising a ton of money and then it's just nothing there is no tech if there was tech it would change some things but there is no tech involved so a lot of that is just the same kind of jargon to raise a ton of capital and say they can impact a very big market which it is a big market but uh, it's a whole lot harder than that and um the disruption is not it's not that simple either way uh, hopefully this helps. Of course, if you have any questions, you can leave it in the comments below. You can call or text me at any time, 408-547-4590. Love to go over a strategy. We do see the market picking uh, back up. Just go to open house this weekend. You will see for yourself. See you in the next one. Bye now.